0: Hi there, welcome to the Laura Horn Art Podcast. I'd love for you to grab a cup of tea and join us for a chat about all things creative. Episode 29, wow, I can't believe we've already made 29 episodes of this podcast.
1: I know, it's crazy.
0: It's a a bit of achievement really. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, so um, this weekend I have been on a bit of a, I guess a decluttering, organizing, tidying, just... Getting everything in place.
1: Well, for the last week and a half, we've been filling bags with trinkets and clothes and toys, garden tools, and anything that we don't use, we've been putting into separate piles as to what was going to the dump, what was going to charity and what we were going to throw in the bin this weekend was when we did it all, is not it?
0: Yeah, so we finally got rid of all those piles, which yeah. is a big part of all this because it's great to be decluttering, but then you you have this period where your house is kind of <laughs> in a <laughs> chaos- state <laughs> of chaos because you've got all these piles of things everywhere. I have been watching Marie Kondo, so many people who are listening, um, I'm sure, will be familiar with Marie Kondo. She's on Netflix, she has a couple of books, and she talks about the magic of... Of tidying up
1: she's on Netflix yes I she- thought it was a YouTube channel no really
0: no so it's a Netflix TV show and huh. I think it came out on Netflix at the beginning of the year so around January there's a lot of people decluttering in the spirit of a brand new year and I didn't quite jump onto it then so I'm a bit late to the party but I watched an episode recently and I have to say it's very motivating to watch like as soon as I watch an episode I'm like what cupboard could I yeah. attack next so I haven't actually got out to the studio yet but that's on my radar as a place to dedicate a weekend to it in its own right and The reason that I want to do that is because uh, I get asked a lot of questions actually about how to manage storing your artwork, your art supplies, paints, paper, all those tools that you use and any tips and ideas that I have around that. So when I have applied the uh, Marie Kondo approach to, well she actually has, her method is called KonMari. KonMari. Uh, Yes, yeah. And when I have done that in the studio, I will Report back. And perhaps we can put together an episode on some tips and ideas.
1: Yeah, we should do that because the house hasn't looked better since uh, Asha was born.
0: Yeah, it's it's so nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it, and it really encourages you to put things away. and It makes you
1: feel really, really good. Yeah. You know, like I've cleared out the shed. There's still a bit of work to be done in it. But yeah, I've just been putting photography gear in the laundry, bits of recording gear in the pantry. Like, yeah, everything is just being placed around the house willy nilly but over the last couple of weeks, we've been giving everything its own spot and it must go back there. So yeah, that's really, really good.
0: Yeah. And and I think, you know, with a business, it can be hard to find the time to do that sort of stuff when you have an online business. You know, it's easy for your work to take over and you've got to carve out some space for other things. And that's what I've been doing recently. And Mm. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute, about how I'm actually making more time to do things unrelated to art.
1: On that decluttering, um, you didn't touch any of your soul all day Saturday and all day Sunday. So I think your last social uh, interaction was Friday evening.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think if I even posted on Friday. I think I may have actually not even posted on Friday. And then all Um, I know is
1: is that after dinner on Sunday, when we put Asher mm -hmm. to bed, you then went on the computer for a couple of hours.
0: I did. And the previous weekend I did something similar because I started feeling like I didn't have a weekend. Yeah. I really started feeling like there was no defining line between work and other things that are enjoyable and I really wanted to find a way to switch off and I've spoken about that before on the podcast how I find that challenging and particularly with the business that we run with online classes the podcast um, I write a blog there's a lot of online activity which means I tend to get people messaging me all the time you know every day I'm getting emails direct messages and I try and respond to things and particularly if it's something that's related to maybe accessing a class and things like that like I definitely feel like I need to be on all the time it's also it's draining you know yeah. most people have a weekend and it suddenly dawned on me and do I ever have a weekend like do I ever really switch off from all of this and the social media was definitely the the bigger part that was I guess, in the way of me having a weekend. So I thought I would try out actually just not posting on social media for a 48 hour period. And I had thought about using a scheduling app so I could actually schedule a post in that period. But then I thought, well, I'm focusing on engagement in my social media strategy, which really means that when I post, I want to be there and I want to be answering a few questions and having a conversation. And I'm not able to do that if I'm on my 48-hour detox. Yeah. So I decided to not actually post on Saturdays. So this is what I'm going to try. I'm going to try posting on Friday, maybe Friday morning, Friday lunchtime, engage a little bit on that post. Then I'm going to stop my social media and then have the Friday evening, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, and then back on And Sunday evening, I'll probably post and I'll catch up and have a good look around and see what everyone's been up to over the weekend. But it means I'm getting about 48 hours to just tune out a little bit.
1: And then on the Monday morning you settle right back in. And, and catch up. And catching up there. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: that's the reality that I learned today. Um, is that if I do that, there is going to be a bit of a backlog when I get in on Monday. You know that's there, normal for everybody. But any that's business. that's actually more of a, a normal workflow that and to be and I can plan around that.
1: You've done this now for two weeks. What have you come to realise?
0: That I actually enjoy having a life outside of social media. And it's, it's enabling me to connect more with what I'm doing, whether that's taking my, um, or taking our children out. Like, so on the weekend, I took our youngest to a birthday party and, you know, just chatting to other parents doing that, but not feeling like, Oh, I'll just check my phone, you know, when no one's looking, <laughs> hmm. you know, just like being more present and then coming home and thinking about, well, what could we do this weekend? And We did a lot of the decluttering. I also took our daughter shopping. We did a bit of thrift shopping because we were going to the charity shop anyway to drop some stuff off and she was collecting a few things for her room and we did a bit of meal prep as well to try and help the weeks be a little bit more organized and... Sounds like a busy weekend. It was, but it was really enjoyable. I Mm -hmm. also watched the movie A Star Is Born, which I, I loved. And I haven't been able to stop thinking about it since I watched it. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. But again, I was watching it like I was enjoying it. I wasn't half watching it, like, you know, flicking on my phone. Has anyone want something? Does anybody need me? While well, I half watch a movie? So it, I feel like I'm able to give my attention to what I'm doing. So it's really about mindfulness.
1: I'm glad you did that because even though I got out with Asher and we went swimming, we went swimming in the sea and we went shopping too, but we went to a different Uh, shopping mall to you guys Mm. but I remember doing a podcast I would have been one of the very early ones and you were saying that it was a goal of yours to be able to do what you did this weekend to spend time with the kids and it's great to see you doing that
0: that's right I did talk about feeling like I was missing out because a lot of the time you were taking the kids to do things so that I could work And I realised that I was working on weekends almost all the time. I was working, and it just—it's like I had a little bit of a a wake-up call, and thought, "Do I really want to look back and at my life and not having spent that time doing things with my kids or my friends? Like I haven't been catching up with my friends very much. Like I realised that it's important, and I do understand that we're still in that grind phase of a business." where we are working hard to establish something, but it's still, it's important to have balance.
1: So you've taken the break from social media on the weekends, Mm. but you've allowed for that in your social media strategy,
0: haven't you? Yeah so this is where I really had to think about what I was doing because I'm balancing here the needs of a business that is an online business and last week when we did the episode with the three questions to find your focus so that was episode 28 I talked about how having an online art education business is my number one priority and with that comes social media. So here On the one hand, I'm saying I want to you know, step back. On the other hand, I'm saying I want to lean in. And so I've got to work out how to do both.
1: Well, what you've done and what I've witnessed you doing this weekend and last weekend is that when you lean in, you lean in all the way and you work extremely hard. And then when it's time to lean out, you just come out all the way. I called you on Saturday and you, you didn't have your phone anywhere
0: near you. <laughs> I, I kind of went to the other yeah, yeah, the ex- which is great. extreme <laughs> yeah, where I just didn't even want to be near my phone all weekend.
1: So tell us about your Instagram strategy. Now that you're taking this time off on the weekends, how is that working out for you?
0: In episode 25, I talked about the Instagram strategies that I was focusing on to grow my account after a period of being a little bit lax with it all, but still there, but just not really um, putting the effort where it needs to go in order to grow an account. So I shared five strategies and then at that point, I'd only just started implementing them, but I'd already started to see some growth. So that's now a month ago. So it's pretty much been 30 days of putting this strategy in place. So you can go check out what I'm talking about in the podcast episode number 25. But the things that I am doing are really focused on engagement. So I'm I'm really looking at starting conversations, sharing tips and ideas on my Instagram, more video content and things that people can, I guess, really come away feeling like they've got something from the post. Yeah. So every post kind of has a purpose in a way. It's been 30 days and I'm gonna share some numbers because the numbers are pretty staggering. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> staggering. So I'm gonna go back a little bit further. The previous 30 days before I started the strategy, my growth in followers was 542 followers for the month. In the last 30 days since I started the strategy, that number is (laughs) 7,302. So I don't know what's going on here. I, the The evidence suggests that the strategy is working, but it also feels like there's some kind of fairy that's gone in my account and, you know, <laughs> sprinkled some magic in there because it has had this massive period of growth. Uh, and it's not just the follower count because when I was talking about these strategies, I was saying that actually your follower number is not just the number that you need to be thinking about. It's about the engagement. The engagement, yes. Yeah, and so the engagement on my posts was about 3% prior to the strategy and that has doubled. So now I'm getting an engagement rate of about 6%, which is it's very good. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Like that's really, you know, a high level of engagement on the posts. And the reach, it's more than doubled. So I was reaching nearly 300,000 um, people in unique users a month and that's doubled to about six hundred thousand. 650s. so the figures are massive but that follower one is the one that really sort of yeah like what yeah. Like
1: literally we were in Gula and you had 53.2 and for me it felt like you were on 53,000 for forever
0: I was I was very uh, stagnant for quite a while and I'm not sure uh, as I said I think it was because I was getting a bit lazy on the platform as far as how I was yeah. posting. But, um,
1: so your strategy suggests work as hard as you can on your socials, but take that break on the weekend.
0: Yeah, because I think what I was finding is that when you do have that strategy of engagement, there's no denying. It takes more time. It's it more does. energy. You're, you're talking to people, you're responding to messages, you're trying to get back to some DMs, that kind of thing. So because of that, I found that I really needed the break more. So that's where the 48-hour break came in because I thought, well, if I'm going to sustain this strategy, I need to do something now so I don't burn out. Because all I could see was, yes, this is working, this is fantastic, but I'm just going to burn out if I don't put limits around this. It's wonderful to see growth and it was good to test out the strategy, but I need to uh, also look at what's healthy in all of this. And I also use limits around how long I I work on social media during the week as well. So that's important because this is endless. And we talked about how, you know, posting and perhaps committing to hanging around for 20 minutes and answering a few questions, and then letting the post just have its own life after that. And that's what I have been doing. I have been kind of putting like a sort of line in the sand on posts. So I'll answer a few things, but then if it's a couple of days later and someone will comment, I just usually let that go because I've moved on already, and yeah. I can't keep going back to old posts. So yeah, I thought it would just be interesting for people to hear how that strategy is going, and and certainly if you're interested in what I'm doing. Go and have a look at the podcast episode and then go and have a look at my account because you'll see the strategies in action in the kinds of posts that I have been sharing. So there's oh, been the a lot of yes, there's been a lot of questions, there's been conversational sort of story sharing and also more video content. So you'll see it, you'll see it and you you can witness the The change.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Well, we've moved location for our uh, new online class because the neighbour is getting an extension built. So we found uh, a town hall in the borough of Mitcham. We don't have
0: boroughs. What do you have? (laughs) Councils.
1: Councils. Okay, and the council of (laughs) Mitcham. (laughs) We're using the Mitcham Town Hall and it's quite, I don't know, kind of official looking.
0: Yeah, look, it's funny because I was watching some of the footage this morning from filming this class and... It's the first time that we've filmed an online class on a big canvas for start, and it's also in a different location. And it's just kind of funny watching it because I'm used to us filming in the backyard, which has a little bit more of a casual feel to it, whereas in this quite grand hall (laughs) with these fancy sort of curtains and beautiful wooden floors and windows and stone walls and all that sort of stuff.
1: Which you don't see any of. Which, yeah,
0: unfortunately you don't get to see it because the footage is focused on the canvas but yeah it feels it felt a bit funny <laughs> yeah,
1: I love the format style I like I like the way you stand up and you move and you flow yeah yeah I just think it lends itself to a better yeah. learning experience yeah I,
0: I mean I, I think it's going to be great I should say that with more confidence you shouldn't should. I given yeah. that I'm talking <laughs> to people that might potentially do the class but I, I am a bit nervous about it like I've it's the first time that I've ever uh, approached a big canvas and taught
1: would you call these big canvases or medium i'd say canvases? they're
0: medium size what size are they
1: 1 mm. by 800 or something
0: yeah that sounds about right which is it's a fairly big, large yeah. canvas but um, it's not huge i i'm saving that for later like yeah. a big huge you know two by three meters or something crazy
1: <laughs> at another location
0: <laughs> yes but one of the things that i've realized is that when i paint a big piece I use a more intuitive approach than I do when I do small pieces, which makes it harder to teach because how do you teach when your paintings come to fruition through a process of listening to loud music, dancing, trying different things, covering them up, getting frustrated, walking away, drinking 10 cups of tea, putting it on the wall, staring at it for a few hours.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny, like I'm, I'm I'm witnessing your process, you know, and the the first layer, you know, your you're anxious and you're nervous and then it's like splat the paint goes on and you're flowing and you're happy and you stand back and you're like oh I love those colors and then the next day we go back and you have the idea and you're like yeah okay You have another great day and you're playing with like all these little marks and you paint over them and it's free and it's flowing and now we're into the the business end where it's where you're looking at finishing and then the nerves come back. The, yeah. The um, I'm, I'm watching this painting grow and I'm just blown away by it. For me, who's not an artist, watching you do this and taking them home and staring at them and, yeah. you know, and then going into your studio and bringing them with you and you have them there and you're working on something else, but you're constantly staring out at them out of the corner of your eye. Yeah. I just think it's an amazing process
0: yeah when we got to I think we're up to about layer three or, or on the canvases and I I did get to that spot where I felt like I needed to stop because I did want to take a step back and and maybe stare at them for a bit and decide my next move but is
1: that because there's a point of no return if you start marking uh, the canvas
0: not really no return because I could it just means that I would, you know, you can always layer over the top, but you kind mm. of could be almost like starting over again. Yeah. And and because I'm teaching, I'm I'm trying to slow down and work in a more intentional way. And I also as I, I mean I share the honest side of things in the class. So I'll be talking about how I needed to step away for a little bit to have a bit of a think and you might find that you need to too. But I also don't want I don't want people to watch me go round and round in circles. <laughs> <laughs> so for me it to avoid that happening usually means I just need to step away before I, I muddy the waters or yeah. uh, you know it's a, I guess it's about not overworking the canvas and I'm just more aware of it when the, the camera is rolling than yeah. I am in real life and the truth is sometimes it actually makes me paint better because the camera is rolling and I and I'm conscious of overworking things and going around in circles and confusing everybody so it makes me stop which is actually a good Thing because quite often we go too far with art, and being able to just pause and step back is a valuable part of the process. And so, you know what? This whole teaching thing is teaching me a lot too, and it's helping my own practice because I am becoming clearer about the process and what works and what doesn't work and when to pull back and when to go that. all out.
1: <laughs> I saw one of your Instagram posts. I don't know if it was a story or a post, and you were saying pause, but uh, was it Dolores from um, – what what band? They're it's, Irish, aren't they?
0: Yeah, from the, the Cranberries, Cranberries yeah. the song Linger, because um, I've always loved that song, yeah. and – Every now and then, it's one of those songs, you know, when you just have a song that every now and then you just have to listen to. Mm-hmm. And that song's been one of those. For me, for ever since I was a, a child, well, teenager, yeah, I just love the idea of letting things linger. Now, in the song, the song doesn't really work for that explanation because the song is about did you have to let it linger with yeah. a very painful breakup? I think. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually not the best. Uh, mm. It's actually not the best analogy, but uh, the word "linger" is the word that I've actually chosen to focus on for this year. Sometimes I like to choose a word for the year. I'm not, I've am not. i not always done it, but um, this year I wasn't too fussed about it. But then this word came to me as I was listening to this song because I thought I just want to slow down a little bit. I just want to linger with things. And that is in art and in life. And with my art, it's I want to stop looking for the new thing all the time. I've done a lot of that. I've got a lot of years of that under my belt now of chasing new techniques and new ideas. And I really want to, I guess, just settle in with a few things that I love and build on them more. So instead of creating new bodies of work, what I'm wanting to do is go back to some of the work that I've created already and just keep creating more of that work. So so I have two main bodies of work at the moment, and they're both in my online shop because I released two sets of limited edition prints. One is a nature series, which are nature inspired abstracts made Primarily with acrylic. Is
1: that from the abstract adventures?
0: Yes. So three of the pieces actually formed my online class. And then there were a few other pieces that I created as part of that series. And that's a body of work that I want to continue to develop. It's very earthy. It's mostly abstract, but with a few semi-abstract forms. And when I was creating the idea for this current online class that we're filming on the big canvas... I was tempted to do something very different from the last class, abstract adventuring. But then when I thought about this word linger, I realized that what I wanted to create was actually more of a class that built on that class. So it's different colors. It's got some different techniques, but it's more of a build than a completely different concept.
1: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with becoming excellent at something. yeah, You know, there's a photographer uh, on Instagram and YouTube. His name is Jordan Matter. And he takes photographs of gymnasts doing gymnastic stuff and ballet dancers in, um, on the street. And that's all he does. Mm. He doesn't do anything else. And he has millions of followers, millions of subscribers, and he travels all over the world. And that's all he does. It's the same thing, but in different locations. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's it's absolutely fantastic.
0: I think it's really, it's a beautiful thing to take something and go deeper with it. And I don't think that necessarily means that you're limiting your creativity, because I feel like within that container that you've created, you can get even more creative with how you approach that subject matter. And that I think can be very exciting. So with this whole idea of lingering, I'm wanting to linger more with the work that I'm doing and to explore it. And so I've created, you know, maybe 10 pieces in this style that I was talking about, the nature abstract style. I mean, I've probably created more, but I'm just thinking of the ones that I'm happy with. (laughs) Um, And, but it wouldn't it be, I I could see myself creating, you know, a hundred pieces in that collection over time. And the same with the neutral collection, which I did with the ink and it's very minimalistic and I really like to continue exploring that theme. So there are two bodies of work that I want to really um, engage with this year and linger with, yeah, using because it, that word.
1: Yeah, it becomes a journey. Yeah. You know, you're not just swapping and changing all the time. Yeah. It's something reserved. It's something solid. It's something reliable.
0: Yeah. And I think there's definitely a time and a place for the ex- really experimental phase. I think this is part of just where I'm at. At yeah. the moment, I'm actually ready to settle with a couple of things and um, and work in a more, I guess, a more tighter sort of style in a sense. Um, but I'm still working across two very different mediums. So, I'm, you know, There's still that. (laughs) (laughs) There's still plenty of... There's variety there. Yeah, there's still plenty
1: of creating.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah.
1: So, speaking of creating, you've been listening to some new podcasts that have come out.
0: I have. And I'm going to say straight off the bat that last week... Or was it the week before? Not sure. Might have been. I had a serious case of podcast envy.
1: (laughs) You're not to compare yourself to others. I
0: know, I know, but...
1: Isn't that one of your strategies?
0: That is one of my strategies, but... I just thought I'd it put it happen. out there. I can't, it can't help happen. it sometimes. When someone does
1: something excellent, it's just yes. it's devastating. It can be. <laughs> no, but it's it, not. It's great.
0: No, it, it's fantastic. So, yeah, I've got past the MV stage now. And great. now I'm at the point where I just want to share because I want other people to enjoy these wonderful podcasts. Mm-hmm. So, there are three podcasts that came out recently. And I think if you're listening to this, there's a very good chance that you would really enjoy these podcasts. So I'm going to share them with you. So the first one is called Art Juice and that is with Alice Sheridan and Louise Fletcher and they are in the UK. They have a really nice kind of informal style. They chat about what they're working on individually each week and what their challenges are and they're really go into detail around things that many artists will relate to. Yeah,
1: yep, well so, recorded and yes, easy to listen to. Very
0: easy to listen to and they talk a lot about finding your style and working on commissions and how to sell your art and where you're at, what stage you are in your art journey. So that's a really good one to listen to. And then we have the Artist Mother podcast with Kaylin Butine. And I absolutely love Kaylin's work and also her Instagram feed. I really enjoy um, seeing how she approaches art and motherhood, which is the theme of her podcast where she interviews other artists that are mothers and talks about that balancing act and, and how that has impacted upon their creative life and all sorts of topics just about where, you know, how do you carve out the time for art when you've got you know, babies or managing older kids, what kind of childcare you might use. Yeah, Yeah, like it really goes into the the motherhood themes of being an artist.
1: Is that the one whose husband helps her?
0: I think so, yes. Yes, yes. It is? Yeah, it's another... Uh, husband and because that yeah.
1: yeah because the audio on that is very good too
0: yes so the the audio on that podcast is fantastic really well produced yeah, and great. very yeah lovely to listen to and it's wonderful because with that one it's an interview style podcast so you're getting a lot of different uh, views and ex- experiences from artists and that can only be a good thing And then the final one is Do It For The Process podcast with Emily Jeffords. And Emily started a hashtag called Do It For The Process many years ago now, which has been super popular. In fact, it's a hashtag that I use just about every time I post on Instagram. And that came about because she was building up a business and she really, She came to the realization that in order to be, I guess, sustainable over the long term, it was important that she was doing it for the process. And we talked about this the other day about just the love of what you're doing. Like at the end of the day, that will carry you through um, running a business and dealing with hiccups and, you know, all that other stuff that comes you up had a,
1: you had a question from somebody to saying how do you get started and how do you get your art into galleries and how yeah. do you do online classes and you know how do you start and I I think we were cooking dinner and, and I think we almost said it at the same time, you know, you you start by doing what you love.
0: Yeah, and and so Emily has built this whole following and business around this idea of, of doing it for the process and always bringing that, bringing your art back to that. Like why did you start painting in the first place? What do you love about it? Just enjoy it and I, I think that in itself is brilliant. But Emily, she is such a... She's got such an encouraging style about how she... It's just a brilliant podcast to listen to. She speaks really well. Yeah, she speaks really well and you feel like she's right there like cheering you on and I feel like for anyone that is starting out, that podcast is going to leave you feeling uplifted and capable because you hear her story from, you know, humble beginnings. So, yeah, so three fantastic podcasts in the art arena so we're very lucky because I feel like there hasn't been that many great podcasts in the R area there are some brilliant ones but there's not a huge selection and so the more that are coming out the more choice we have
1: i say it every second week. yeah i think everyone should have a podcast because you know everyone's got something to say everyone's got something to share
0: yeah and it's so fascinating to, to hear the different approaches to things and people are in different countries yeah it's it's interesting to hear the the variations
1: absolutely like we live in a warm climate we're close to- to the sea so when we get our well when you get your work put in a cafe it has that real laid-back South Australian vibe yeah but what's it like for an artist in London
0: it's just interesting I mean? and then hearing about artists that get snowed in yeah. for days and you know I'm using this time to paint and because I haven't left the house for 3 yeah. or 4 days. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's really interesting and everyone's going to connect with different people. So to have have all these options is going to enable more people to find something that resonates with them and supports them and encourages them on their own unique art journey. Well, thanks everyone for listening in for another week. I hope that you enjoyed the podcast and that you found some of the, I guess, the stories that we shared from the last week interesting and that you got some new resources that you can tap into. And if you are enjoying our podcast, I would absolutely love if you could leave us a review or do a little shout out on your stories. It's a wonderful way for us to, first of all, know that you're listening, but also to share with other creatives that might follow find the podcast helpful too. And don't forget to check out those three podcasts that I mentioned, and I hope to see you again next week.